Welcome to It Might Be You podcast. I'm your host, Leah McIntosh. I'm here to help you learn that on the other side of that pain and trauma is your transformation. There may be some limiting beliefs, negative emotions, and private struggles that have led you to having your It Might Be Me moment. I'm here to help you learn to adapt because we were created to be limitless. My hope is with each episode, you feel more understood and willing to accept that although some of our past decisions landed us in a place of uncertainty, we are only one decision away from living our best lives. Now, let's heal. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of It Might Be You. Of course, this is Leah, and today's the solo episode. And we're going to talk about creating balance in your life. And I know for some, it might be laughable, like balance, really? Does that even exist? But it does. And it's really important that you learn how to create it. And, you know, let's just get right into it. I remember the first time I realized I needed it in my life before I started doing what I do now, which is, you know, being a sponsored residential provider and a life coach, I had zero balance. I didn't even know that you could create balance. I, I had no do, had no clue what it was. I knew about, you know, balancing your, your plate and, you know, you know, um, trying to eat a balanced diet, but balance in my life. What is that? Uh, I was someone who worked multiple jobs pretty much all through starting in, I guess, in my twenties. And I've been an entrepreneur full-time since I was 30. So in my 30s, balance has been huge for me. But um, I remember right at the end when I was kind of deciding I need to change something because this is just horrible. I had recently gotten married and that was still in my 30s. So yeah, I, I was a matter of fact, 30 years old. But a year before that, I had started the process of kind of transitioning. And so I was working two jobs, wasn't even sleeping in the bed with my husband at night because I was working overnights. And I think it was like three to 11 and then 11 to seven. Like I, it was horrible. I, I hardly seen my husband that first year or so and I remember telling him can't keep doing this first off I'm getting older and my body is just I don't I don't want to work overnight it's horrible on my body and I'm just tired and you know I would want to sleep during the daytime and my husband had this really bad habit (laughs) of not understanding the life of a night shifter so he would be coming in the room trying to talk to me and I'm asleep and I would just bite his head off like, hello, I'm I'm literally asleep. Leave me alone. But I had no idea that it was because I didn't prioritize at that point self-care and work-life balance. I had none. And so um, when I started my entrepreneurial journey, that was still a struggle for me. Um, the first, about the first year or so, I started realizing I have to balance. I have to, I had to figure out a way to still get things done for Leah, but still show up for everyone else too. 
um, because I'm still a person, you know, I'm still an individual. And sometimes when you're in positions, because we wear, everybody wears a lot of hats, uh, whether it's you're a mom, you're a supervisor at work, whatever it is that you, what you do, um, you still got, you still have to learn to individualize yourself and not forget about you, especially if you're a mama. I know that's hard. You're a caregiver for someone that's differently abled. Um, it It is a hard thing. I'm not going to sit up here and say that you're going to magically be able to create this balance in your life in a week or so. No, that's not, that's not accurate. It took me a while, um, maybe about a year or so. I remember, um, so I think I was, I was 30 when I started down my, my path and when I became my own boss and a few weeks, or not a few, a few months in, I remember telling my husband, I feel so guilty. And he looked at me like I had two heads, like, what are you talking about? It's like, I feel guilty because like, I'm, I don't have to be up constantly moving. Um, I don't have to, you know, be somewhere. I, I'm working from home. Like, this is so weird to me. Um, and at the time, I only had B with me, uh, which is one of my guys. And he was really and still is very independent um, on some in most situations with a little bit of um, help. He could do things his own self. So I had come from a, a place where that was not a thing. You know, we I was in a very volatile house at that point when I was working in the group home settings where, you know, it wasn't an unusual thing for there to be a scuffle and for me to have to be in the middle of it, breaking it up. So it was just crazy to have to go from such a a physical position to be able to just lounge on this couch and basically say, hey, if you need me, call me. And so for a while, I struggled with that, you know, with the guilt of I really don't have to be up doing every little thing for people. And so when I got a second guy, that's when I realized, okay, I'm going to have to figure out a new routine for my life because I, at that point, I never had a moment to myself. You know, it's one thing to have one person that you're the caregiver for, but it, when you have two, yeah. It's a different ball game. And so I realized then I need to figure out how I'm going to balance this. I need to figure out when I'm going to take care of Leah. Because at this point, I had my husband who still believed that I was supposed to do every little thing for him. <laughs> still does sometimes. And then I have these two amazing guys that you know, actually need me. Um, and so I put myself on the back burner and realized like when I looked up and it had been six months since I had like um, a break where I just took care of me and did something just for me, 
I was like, okay, yeah, it's time to do something different here. At that particular time, it was about a year in and both of my my guys at that point were working. So the only time that I had to do things like I'm talking about basic Leah, my laundry, um, running errands for myself, you know, all those type of things without extra people um, was during their work hours. And when they were not at work, because I, I think both of them maybe worked two to three days a week, they were with me 24 seven and they were expecting entertainment. So I literally had zero days off. I still don't have any days off. It's, it's a 24 hour job, just like being a mom and dad, you know, you don't get a day off. So it was really difficult for a while there for me to figure out, okay, I know that I'm always going to be responsible for these guys 24 seven. The only time that I'm actually going to have time to do things for myself are on XYZ days. So the first step to creating balance was prioritizing a time for me to do things for me. And putting it on a calendar, I put everything else on a calendar or um, or whatever. I don't know, whatever it is that you use. I know some people are just like totally against calendars and that's fine. Planner, whatever it is that you use, literally prioritize and put pencil yourself in. Pencil something in that you want to do specifically for you. And let's talk about maybe the fact that, you know, there's limiting beliefs and thoughts around self-care or doing things for yourself. It's kind of deemed as selfish. It's not selfish. It's actually one of the best things you can do for you. And that if you do believe that it is a limiting belief. Okay. That's something that's just not true. Um, I found that when I started to create balance and practice self-care, I was a much better caregiver and my my guys were able to flourish more and we were able to do more for them or I was able to do more for them. I could show up differently because I didn't forget about myself either. Um, and there may be you know, someone out there who's listening, who has a differently abled child or adult who is completely reliant on you. I'm talking about, you know, scheduled feeding, scheduled everything. (laughs) You know, you're just, you're on this regimen. And with that, I know it's harder for you to create balance, but you can literally pick a 30 minute block somewhere in your day, just to do something for you, whether that's read a book, uh, take a nap, because sometimes you just need to nap. Whatever it is, take that. Whatever's going to help you to recharge your batteries, figure that out. So the first step is prioritizing you, basically. Prioritize a time, give yourself a time We are only going to focus on you. 
And then the second thing is be unapologetic about that. It is okay. It's okay. Especially, okay, let's let's even go here. I speak to a lot of mamas who have differently abled kiddos who feel completely guilty about asking for help. And that's not serving you or your child. If you need help, if you need a break, I have a friend. Let me just use an example of this. I have a friend who has um, a special needs kiddo and she is the sole caretaker there. There's no, her spouse is, is uh, passed away. So it's just her. And she struggles with this, with asking for help. You know, she'll call me and ask me certain questions about different programs and things that she can put her son in, but then she never follows through. Financially, sometimes it's it's a, a big thing. And I've told her, you know, there are programs that can help you. Um, and there's this belief system. And this this is not just in the special needs community. A lot of the times um, special needs families aren't aware of all the things that are available or they look at um, going to social services as welfare. Okay, so let's let's kind of dig into this a little bit, because um, I know I have people who listen who have differently able um, kiddos and adults. I know here in the States, you know, when people think of social services, they think of welfare. Well, there's way more to social services than welfare. Um, and one of those things are, if you have a differently abled adult or child, is being able to get them on what they call a waiver. And that helps families financially big time because it takes that burden off of the caretaker uh, financially. You will get that, those monies to care for your adult child or adult, adult child. I said a child or adult. I'm sorry. You all know what I meant. And there's this belief system. Well, I don't want to take hands out handouts. I don't want to be on welfare. This is and that. It's not about you. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not, it's just not about you. It's about your, your child and giving them the best, um, opportunities that are available to them. And it's not welfare. It's a necessity for you as well, because if you're struggling financially and and you're still having to show up and do all the things for your child, or you're living off of one income because you are the sole caregiver. Having that extra burden lifted from you is also a form of self-care. Okay, it's it's little things, guys. It's not huge taking a, a vacation somewhere for a week. Yeah, that's great. But it's the little things that are going to help you throughout your day. And one of the big things that uh, a lot of families struggle with are finances. If you have a child who's medically fragile or 
um, that has a special need. That's a huge thing. You know, you you're responsible for a lot of stuff. And so getting a service that's going to help alleviate that burden from you and that worry is huge. So if you haven't learned anything else from listening to this podcast and some of the guests that I've had so far, then you you've had to have learned that their bodies have shut down on some way because there was dis-ease created there. Well, when you're constantly in a state of worry and that's it, and you haven't found a way to balance and give yourself a break from that, trust and believe at some point your, your body's going to break down. And if you are someone who has kiddos or who has just, it doesn't, you don't even have to have kids. People are relying on you in some way, shape or form. You don't want to get sick because you don't prioritize, you haven't prioritized yourself in some way. So, you know, we got through the first step, which is just prioritizing it and, and making it a thing in your life that every day I'm going to at this time, whenever you have the time to pencil it in, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And it could be, like I said, it could be whatever it is that makes you feel good. That's going to recharge your batteries. I know for me, I'm someone who... um in order for me to recharge my batteries, I don't want to be around people. I need to be in my room or someplace where there's no noise, where I can sit and just be by me, be by myself. I don't need any other uh, any other uh, people's energy around me. I, I need just kind of a clean slate and. I I had to recognize that in myself. Like when I was starting to feel really drained. Um, and I also know that there's certain people that drain me even more. And so I had to protect myself from that. And if you're not aware of that, that's something like, just think about this. Is there anybody in your life that comes around that after they leave, you just feel like you need to nap? Are you just completely drained emotionally, physically, whatever it is? That person is a energy vampire. So whatever it is you need to do to recharge your batteries and keep yourself running at an optimal level, do that. Okay. So if that means you need 30 minutes to go meditate, whatever. I don't care what it is that you do in your little 30 minute break or if you if you're able to give yourself more time than that, great. But for now, let's just start with 30 minutes. If you don't have 30 minutes, start where you can, but start remembering to prioritize you. Okay. So the second thing that you can start doing, like I said, well, I already said that, be unapologetic about it and, and ask for help. If you, um, if you need it, don't be afraid. It doesn't make you less than to ask for help. Okay. The third is 
accepting it, accepting the help, you know, go to someone that you trust and tell them, hey, I'm I'm on the struggle bus today and I just can't make it to the grocery store. Can you go pick, you know, if you're out and about or whenever you have the time, can you go pick X, Y and Z up? Or if you're able to afford having your groceries delivered, do that too. make things easier in your life. Let's let's start to work smarter, not harder. (laughs) I know for me, when I shop online, I spend less money and I have more time for my guys. It is a struggle to get them to go to the grocery store with me. And I realized, oh, it's so much easier for me to just pull up walmart.com or or wherever I'm shopping at the time and let them pick out what they want as opposed to taking them into the store to do it. Because one, the focus, yeah. I mean, if you have kids, you get it. But that's a whole nother story. So accepting the help is, is a big hurdle for people to, to get over. If you're somebody that's really independent, like myself, that was something that, and I guess I still do have to work on consciously on a daily basis is accepting help. Fortunately for me, my husband has gotten really good at anticipating (laughs) when I need a break or just need space. Like I haven't had a real vacation of course, because of COVID and everything like that. I think it was 2019, maybe. I can't even remember, maybe 2018. And we took a week off just because, you know, like I needed it. I had been going nonstop, no vacation, 24-7 with someone in my home since 2016, 15, whatever, whenever it was that I started. And for some families and some of you that may be listening, a vacation, you may have maybe even longer for you. So you got to learn to kind of give yourself little mini vacations at home. And one of my favorite things to do is listening to an audio book or something for a while, an hour, maybe I give myself that. And that helps because it transports you to a different place. It gets me out of my own head. I'm I'm really focused on listening to the story. And so that's a self-care thing for me, like listening to something that I enjoy listening to, learning a subject that I, you know, enjoy, whatever it is. Like I said, it, it could be whatever recharges you. This is that's what I want you to take from this. So just to recap, the way to create balance is prioritizing you, recognizing that you do deserve a time specifically for you to do something that brings you joy or that creates ease in your life. Two, asking for help. It's it, like I said, it does not make you less than. 
doing some research to create that help in your life. If you have a special or differently abled adult, it might be that they need to go to some type of a work work program or go to a day program or, or whatever two to three times a week so that you have time for you. And then third is accepting the help. Accepting is kind of the biggest hurdle, especially if you've been someone who has been completely reliant on yourself for a long time and independent. Accepting, like I said, can be a daily thing and and realizing when you need to accept it. Because I know for some, the first answer when somebody asks you if you need something is no. And I realized I'll do that. And then I think about, it. hold on, wait, like with my husband, he'll call me if he's out and about and tell me, hey, I'm about to stop at X, Y, Z. Do you need anything? My first answer is no. Then I think about it. Hold on. No, it's actually not. No. Yeah, I do need this. So it could be something as simple as that. Don't just say no. Give yourself permission to say yes. Practice saying yes. Practice saying yes. Give yourself one day uh, for a week, once a day, practice saying yes. And if even if it feels uncomfortable, because I'm going to tell you this, sometimes when you start down this journey for a balance and, and self-care, it may feel super uncomfortable for a while, but keep doing it. Keep doing it is so important to keep doing it until it becomes kind of a second nature thing. Because like I said, I realized when I started prioritizing things that I needed to get done for myself, I've been a much happier person and everybody in my house have been a lot happier and I'm able to show up in different ways and be a lot more creative about things that I get to expose my my guys to uh, because now I've created a space for myself as well. So with that, I want to thank you all for spending some time with me today on this solo episode. And I also want to share that I will be opening up my my membership called Surviving to Thriving for special needs mamas, okay? Mamas for differently able babies and, and adults. And I'll let you know more about that as the time comes closer to me opening up that membership, but it's coming down the pipe within the next month or so. So yeah, I just wanted to share that so that you're aware that it is coming. And I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of It Might Be You, and I'll talk with you soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of It Might Be You. Please tune in each Thursday for new releases and make sure to subscribe, share, and review if you enjoyed this episode. You can find me on Instagram at Superior Thinker Inc. And as always, remember to allow yourself the space for grace and give yourself the gift of self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm.